Welcome to Making the Most of Time with me, Elliot Apple. I'm a financial planner and caregiver. To give you a little background, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer when I was 25. Our world was changed instantly, and it's been a constant state of change ever since. Since then, I've been learning about the intersection of money, health, and loss, personally and professionally. This is a place to explore money, loss, and grief. It's about making the most of time, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. There are no taboo topics, no question is off limits. These conversations are for people like you, people who are about to lose a significant other, widows, caregivers, and anybody affected by a major health event. I'm glad you're here. So with that, let's start making the most of time. Protecting yourself online has never been more important. With more of your personal information online and cybersecurity attacks on the rise, it's important to understand what cybersecurity risks exist and how you can protect yourself online. It's estimated that cybercrime causes $6 trillion worth of damage annually. Even more startling, an FBI agent who investigates cyber intrusions said, every American person should assume all of their data is out there. Take that in for a moment. Let's look at cybersecurity statistics in 2022, types of cyber attacks, and tips to protect yourself online. Let's look at cybersecurity statistics from around the world. There's 13 of them. It's been estimated that a hacker attacks every 39 seconds. That means by the time that you're listening to this, there likely has already been an attack somewhere in the world, potentially two. Cybercrime costs are expected to grow by 15% per year between 2020 and 2025. The FBI reported 2,211,396 complaints of internet crime between 2016 and 2020. The FBI reported $13.3 billion in total losses from internet crime between 2016 and 2020. In 2020 alone, the FBI reported 2,000 complaints per day on average related to internet crime. People over age 60 were the most common victims with total losses of almost a billion dollars related to internet crime. Over 93% of healthcare organizations experienced a data breach between Q3 of 2016 and Q3 of 2019 in a certain survey. 57% of healthcare organizations had more than five data breaches between Q3 of 2016 and Q3 of 2019. The FDA had a voluntary recall of 465,000 pacemakers in 2017 due to fears about hacking. 92% of people know that using the same password or variation is a risk, but 65% always or mostly still use the same password or variation, LastPass reported in their Psychology of Passwords survey. Social security numbers can be purchased for $1, credit card or debit cards for $5 to $110, and driver's license for $20 according to Experian. Microsoft invests about $1 billion in cloud security each year. In 2020, Microsoft committed to spending $20 billion on cybersecurity, and Google committed to spending $10 billion over the next five years. Wow. Just take a moment to think about those statistics. 2,000 complaints per day. Most healthcare organizations experience a data breach. How cheap our information can be online and just how much money major corporations are spending on cybersecurity and yet the hacks are still going on. If you become a victim of a cybersecurity attack, it can be life-changing and costly. Let's look at the total losses by states. 
The top 10 states with the highest total victim losses are California, New York, Texas, Florida, Ohio, Illinois, Missouri, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Colorado. I have a chart on my blog if you want to check it out just to see how staggering some of these losses are. California at more than $620 million in 2020, all the way down to Colorado at the bottom of the list at just over $100 million, and everywhere else falling somewhere in between. Let's look at notorious data breaches and hacks. You can set up as many precautions as possible, but it's important to remember that if a hacker wants your information, they likely can get it, which is why it's important not to reuse passwords, set up two-factor authentication whenever possible, and take other steps to mitigate access to your information, which I'll talk about later. So here are the notorious data breaches. About 147 million people were affected by the Equifax breach in 2017. This is one reason why I recommend everybody freeze their credit because that was basically half the population of the United States. Um, so that combined with other information out there, it's just a good likelihood that your data is there somewhere. About 57 million Uber users were affected by an Uber breach in 2017. And worse, Uber tried to cover up the hack instead of reporting the stolen data as required by law. They paid $148 million to settle the claims. A hack on Yahoo in 2013 affected all 3 billion of Yahoo's users' accounts. Gary McKinnon allegedly hacked into 97 U.S. government computers, some at the Pentagon in 2001 and 2002. Saudi Aramco, which supplied about 10% of the world's oil when it was hacked in 2020, had to physically unplug the internet at every office, gave away oil for free to keep it flowing, and bought over 50,000 hard drives until its network could be brought back up. I was reading that they were going into factories and basically buying every hard drive on the floor, which drove up hard drive prices for everybody worldwide. Citigroup was hacked in 2011 and had the financial data of more than 360,000 customers revealed. Mt. Gox, a Bitcoin exchange in the past, was hacked and had the equivalent of 460 million stolen from customer accounts. Colonial Pipeline was hacked more recently in 2021, and it showed the fragility of our critical infrastructure with pipelines and other critical resources that we rely on every day. Facebook was hacked in 2019, and 533 million Facebook users had their personal information exposed. Unfortunately, data breaches are common. Your information is likely out there. Next, let's talk about some of the common types of cyber attacks to make you aware of how a hacker might actually hack your information. First up is malware. Malware is software that is designed to damage or gain access to a computer system. Here are a few types of malware, a virus, worms, Trojan virus, spyware, adware, ransomware, or fileless malware. Most people are familiar with viruses, which are often embedded in a document or file that executes code once the file is opened. Viruses normally cause data loss or make a system unusable. Spyware is dangerous because instead of damaging a computer or disrupting it, spyware hides in the background to steal sensitive information and typically sends it to another person. Common type of spyware is a keylogger, which records your keystrokes, which can reveal passwords, bank account information, social security numbers, and more. Ransomware is becoming more prevalent. It encrypts information within a system so that a user cannot access it. So, for example, it might encrypt family photos or important financial documents, and then it may demand a financial payout, often in hard-to-trace payments such as cryptocurrency or gift cards. Once paid, sometimes the data is unlocked. Phishing is another type. Phishing is where a criminal will mimic or pose as a reputable company in order to get someone to reveal personal information, go to a malicious website, or open a malicious attachment. 
Phishing attempts usually come via email. You may receive an email that appears to come from a company where you have an account and the email invites you to click a link where you put in a password. Then that information is stolen and used to gain access to your account. The link might also go to a website where adware or ransomware is installed on your computer. Although phishing attempts often come via email, they can also come through social media messages, text messages, misleading websites, even phone calls. Microsoft, Apple, and Google were the top three brands criminals attempted to mimic, according to the IBM Security X-Force report. And you can see why. They're major players. Most people have an account. And so if you can get someone to trust and input their information, the hacker's going away with it. Phishing attacks often create a sense of urgency. They might say you're losing access to a financial account, family member was injured in an accident, or you only have a limited time to respond. Another type is man-in-the-middle attacks. A man-in-the-middle attack is similar to eavesdropping and uses phishing. For example, a cybercriminal may email you asking you to log into your bank, but the link points to a website that looks just like your bank's website, but it isn't. When you input your login credentials, the cybercriminal grabs them and then has access to your account. Another type of man-in-the-middle attack would be a hacker making a free malicious Wi-Fi spot. When you connect to the hotspot, the hacker can then see your online data. Another type and the last one that I'm going to talk about is a password attack. Password attack is where a hacker accesses a person's password, exactly like it sounds. The method of gaining access might include guessing the password, gaining access to a database containing passwords, or using common passwords. In a study that Microsoft did in 2019, they found 44 million accounts were reusing passwords found within a breach credential database. 44 million. It's critical to not reuse passwords, as it's likely only a matter of time until a password is breached. If you reuse passwords, you're essentially inviting criminals to use those breached passwords on multiple websites. It's like putting a key outside of your door that also unlocks your bank account, car, medical records, credit card, social media, and any other important information in your life. Knowing that major companies are breached every year and your information is likely online somewhere, what do you do? How do you protect yourself online from identity theft, fraud, and other attacks? I want to talk about some of the ways, but no, nothing is foolproof here. These are just steps to help increase the likelihood that it doesn't happen. Number one, be suspicious. It's unfortunate you need to be suspicious of others, but it really is a good defense mechanism. You should be suspicious of unexpected phone calls, voicemails, emails, and text messages. If you receive a call from an unexpected phone number, I normally recommend calling back the company with a publicly known phone number. For example, if your bank calls you asking for your date of birth or other information, you might want to hang up and call back and look up a number online. Don't ask them for the number. Don't go off something in your email. If someone says your computer has been hacked and their computer support, do a quick internet search to see if it's a common scam. It often is. Or contact support through Apple, Microsoft, or another computer software provider to see if it's legitimate. Oftentimes they are up to date and help people recover once a hack has happened on someone's computer. So they're sort of at the front lines of knowing what is happening currently. For emails, it's best to hover over links in your email to see where the link actually goes. Unfortunately, many phishing attempts come via email where the hacker wants you to click an attachment or a link that may install malware on your computer. If a bank emails you asking you to log in, instead of clicking the link in the email, log in online as you normally would. You can also call them to confirm the email you got is legitimate. Also, hover over someone's email address. It's not uncommon for a hacker to impersonate another person's email address, but if you hover over it, you can often see the real email address. 
and look at it closely because oftentimes that email might only be off by one character or one letter. If you get a notice about anything being urgent or a family member being in trouble, your red flag should immediately go up. Scammers love to play to your emotions by creating a sense of urgency. They often impersonate another authority figure such as a police officer or doctor. It's okay to hang up and call the family member or someone else in your family to ask if they are okay. You may find out that they are fine and really surprised someone is impersonating them. Two-factor authentication. Whenever possible, you should enable two-factor authentication for websites. As I talked about earlier, it's easy to get passwords from breach data. If you set up two-factor or two-step or multi-factor authentication, it's called different things, you're making it that much harder to log into your website. Once you input your password, you may have to type in a string of digits from a security app, text message, or phone call, or approve it within an app. While it's not foolproof, it is another barrier and makes it that much more challenging for a hacker. Using a verbal password. Many banks allow you to set up a verbal password that you need to say when you call. It's another layer of protection. In a world where your date of birth, social security number, and other private data is online, it may be possible for someone to use that information to call in and verify themselves as you. A verbal password can be a random word that may not be easily identifiable and is usually not in a database associated with your private information. Use the phone. I think in today's world, we don't use the phone enough. It's much harder to impersonate a voice on the phone. If you ever receive a questionable online message or someone claims they can't talk on the phone, call them using a known number, not the number in the electronic message. It's difficult to know who sent you a text message or email, but if you call someone, you can hear their voice, increasing the odds that you can identify something as legitimate or as a fake. Please update your technology. When your computer or phone notifies you of legitimate updates, don't wait to update them. This could be for a browser like Microsoft Edge, Safari, or Google Chrome, operating systems, or software. Some updates aren't purely improvements, but to fix security issues. If you wait days, weeks, or months to update your device, you may be leaving yourself vulnerable to an attack. And don't use public networks. Public networks are not very secure. Whether you're in a coffee shop, at the airport, or in a hotel, you may be tempted to connect to the Wi-Fi, but if you do, you're really opening yourself up to being hacked. Anything you do on that network likely could be seen, and that could be credit card information, emails, passwords, usernames, you name it. If you're connected to a public Wi-Fi connection, you should assume everything you are doing can be seen. Many security experts recommend using your phone as a mobile hotspot to connect another device to the internet as opposed to using a public network. If you absolutely, absolutely, absolutely must connect to a public Wi-Fi network, many cybersecurity experts suggest using a VPN or virtual private network. The VPN will encrypt your data, making it harder to hack you. Lastly, create strong, unique passwords. Too many people reuse passwords or slight variations of passwords across websites. We've all been there. We've all done it. We can't do that anymore. You want to use a secure, unique password on each website that doesn't include a date of birth, pet name, family name, or anything else that is easily identifiable to you. Ideally, it would be a long password with a combination of characters, numbers, and symbols. I realize most people can't remember a long password that is unique to each website, which is why some security experts recommend using a password manager to create and store passwords. Instead of needing to remember 30 plus or 50 plus passwords on multiple websites, you only need to remember one secure and unique password to access the password manager, then the password manager can fill any of your online passwords for you. Final thoughts and a question for you. The cybersecurity statistics are startling, truly. 
Companies spend billions of dollars on cybersecurity and are still hacked. The FBI receives thousands of complaints of internet crime per day. People are still reusing passwords despite how dangerous it can be. In a world where data breaches are common for corporations, and it's easy to become the victim of a phishing attempt, it's important to remember tips to protect yourself online. 1. Be suspicious. 2. Use two-factor authentication. 3. Use a verbal password. 4. Use the phone. Number 5. Update your technology. 6. Don't use public networks. 7. Create strong, unique passwords. And I'll leave you with one question to act on. How are you going to improve your cybersecurity today? Elliot Apple is an investment advisor representative of Kindness Financial Planning, LLC. However, in hosting this podcast, Elliot is not acting as an investment advisor representative individually or on behalf of Kindness Financial Planning. The information and opinions in this podcast are for general, informational, and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment, financial, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed are as of the date of publication, and such opinions are subject to change. No representation is made as to the completeness or accuracy of the information presented. Any past performance referenced is historical and no guarantee of future results. All indices referenced are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. All investments involve a certain level of risk. You should carefully consider if an investment is suitable for you before making an investment. Please consult your legal, financial, and other professionals to determine what may be appropriate for you.